Welcome to Wisconsin DNR's Wild Wisconsin Off the Record Podcast. Information straight from the source. Welcome back to another bonus episode of Wild Wisconsin Off the Record. I'm your host, DNR's Digital Media Coordinator, Katie Grant. On this special bonus edition of Wild Wisconsin, we're bringing you another story from Wisconsin's wild side. So sit back and listen in as Bill Scott, Keith Warnke, and Sophie Klimowitz talk about their earliest hunting memories, how they got started, and how they stay safe every year in the woods. We'll be back after this. Every year, there are commercials reminding everyone to hunt safely. But the truth is, it's not up to everyone. It's up to you. Treat all firearms as if loaded. Always point the muzzle in a safe direction. Be certain of your target and what's beyond. And keep your finger outside the trigger guard until it's safe to shoot. Don't just be aware of these safety measures. Follow them. Wisconsin DNR. Adventures and memories. Enjoy Wisconsin's wild side. Learn more at dnr.wi.gov. We are talking with Keith Warnke and Sophie Klimowitz regarding hunting and safe hunting, the father-daughter combination. Let's start with uh, Keith. Give me a little background on your hunting relationship with the outdoors. Well, I've really been a hunter all my life. I got started with my father as as a very young child, as so many other people do. You know, I wanted to go hunting so badly. I think I was first out there uh, when I was six and, and you know, was allowed to actually carry a gun when I was 11 to practice my safety and become a hunter when I was 12, and I've been doing it ever since then. Sophie got involved in hunting, gosh, I think I first took her when she was like two, and I just thought it was a good thing, and and my wife thought it was a good thing, too, to have our daughters introduced to the outdoors um, and to our food sourcing, and she came along, and there's always something interesting to do, and we didn't make it a chore. We made it fun, and that is, I think, where my influence really took hold, is, is making sure it was fun, and then teaching kids to shoot, you know, that becomes a real skills test, and they really like to improve and get better at it, so then that comes it becomes an enjoyment as well. And Sophie, how about you? Kind of the same story, I guess. I always grew up hunting because my dad is Keith, and that's just what we did in our family. So yeah, it was just a normal thing and something we do with family and friends. And, you know, I don't remember a time when I didn't go hunting. Sophie, think of your first time out hunting. What do you remember? To be honest, I probably don't remember my first time out hunting. Uh, What I do remember is that when I was younger, um, I always thought hunting was kind of boring because there was a lot of like sitting around and doing nothing. And when you're a kid, that is really boring. But I mean, you know, we didn't go for a long time. And if we got bored or we got cold, my dad was always really super supportive. Like, we can go back to the cabin. We can go take a hike and walk around to warm up, that sort of thing. And then now that I'm getting older, it's actually kind of like relaxing and meditative to kind of sit in nature quietly for a long time. So it's gotten a lot less boring. So now that you're in college and, and working, is time an issue? And, and, and how much are you actually able to hunt? Uh, yeah, it definitely is an issue. There's all kinds of homework and tests, and it's pretty ongoing. So I think that's kind of limited how much I would like to be um, hunting and just going to our cabin and spending time in nature. Um, but, you know, sometimes you just have to step back from the schoolwork and say that, you know, this is something that really means a lot to me, and it does have a, a good effect, like, on my mental health. So, you know, every now and then we do take a day, and I'm like, I'm going to forget the homework today. We're going to go up to the cabin for a few hours and just hang out. Keith, DNR sponsors the Popular Hunt for Food program. Can you talk about the, the inspiration for that and how it got started? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's really a pretty good story, actually. Um, I was hired into this position as the hunting and shooting sports coordinator and looking around at what kind of programs do we need to get started. And, and uh, my then 12-year-old daughter, uh, who's on the phone with us today, came walking into the room and, and uh, announced she was going to become a vegetarian. And I thought about that for a second, and I thought, why? And I asked her, I said, Sophie, why are you becoming a vegetarian? What's driving this decision-making? And she was um, concerned about uh, food sourcing. And I said, you know, but you love to hunt. You love to fish. You love eating venison, and, and you've, you've shot deer and turkeys. And she said, no, 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 it's fine, Dad, if we shoot it ourselves. It's okay. And, you know, she had this food sourcing, humanely raised, free-range sort of concern. And I wondered, being around here uh, with so many farmer's markets we have all over the place now, I wondered if there wasn't more of an interest from young adults in learning how to hunt for that very reason and also learning how to fish for that very reason about food sourcing. So uh, we set it up and yeah, and the the reality is there's a lot more interest than than we had anticipated um, in young from young adults in in learning how to hunt and fish. So it was really an eye-opening experience. Sophie, are you involved in Hunt for Food? Well, I have worked as a mentor for the last two Hunt for Food deer hunts. I think last two years, um, and that's been a really cool experience. Again, like it's not all about the hunting. Like uh, this last year we didn't really see many deer in the camper we were hunting but it's just getting together with people and um, learning about gun safety learning about what hunting is about and a lot of that is just about the community and hanging out with friends and sitting around the campfire you know having a good time. Keith how has the uh, program grown and and what are the long-term objectives? Yeah the program has grown from uh, I think we started with 15 people in our first class in 2012 and we now have uh Hunt for foods for several different species, turkey, ducks, deer, a whole, uh, all across the spectrum. We've grown also into fishing, pan fishing and trout fishing for food. And we've, we've now had at least 15 hunt for food programs this year. Uh, and then I'm sure it's up the words of 150, maybe more participants. So it's really, uh, Getting up there, it's driving a lot of interest, and we're seeing a lot of new interest from younger adults. And the end goal there uh, is to certainly introduce more people to hunting and fishing and and teach them how to do it, but also um, really to make sure we're passing along the conservation message and how important uh, hunting is to conservation as well. So how do interested people get involved? If you're interested in hunting for food or fishing for dinner, you can head to the DNR website, dnr.wi.gov and type in hunting for food or fishing for dinner in the search engine, and you'll get to the page where the uh, contacts are. Okay, for both of you, uh, safety, obviously, priority number one. So let's talk hunter safety right now. Do uh, either of you have any safety concerns? And if so, can you talk about them? Yeah, I think hunter safety is a huge priority for us every year. You know, you need to remember the four rules of firearm safety, tab K, treat every firearm as though it were loaded. Always point the muzzle in a safe direction. Be sure of your target and what's before it and what's beyond it, and keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to shoot. Um, Those will keep you safe, but always, always, always work to keep your partners safe too. Plan your hunt, hunt your plan, so somebody knows where you are. 
And finally, I think we should say something about tree stands. Tree stands sit out in all kinds of weather all year long. And if you haven't been up there in a while, make sure you know, you're know you wearing a lifeline, you're wearing your harness, and you're checking your tree stand to make sure it's still sound. Check the straps, check the connections, check the bolts, because you want to make sure that's sound before you go hunting. I would agree with uh, always being concerned about safety, you know, I'm really lucky to be able to hunt with a group of people every deer hunting season that I really trust, and I you know, know they know how to handle guns safely, but they do have the possibility to be dangerous, and you have to be aware of that. I think it's really important to not only be responsible for yourself and watching out for your own gun, but also watching out for other people's guns because it is possible to make a mistake, and if you're all there you know, double-checking everything, that's just going to be so much safer. So I know when we're hunting... We're always double-checking things. So did you unload this gun? Um, make sure your muzzle is pointed in a safe direction. So looking out for yourself and other people. What's your earliest hunting memory? Have a favorite hunting story to share? We want to hear from you. Email us at dnrpodcast at wisconsin.gov. Thanks for listening.